0: G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt. We're On The Road. Hey, you're On The Road with Scott Gibbons. Oh, here's an interesting article. It's in RV Daily and it says, What makes other drivers hate? Caravanners hate, H-A-T-E, caravanners. Well, they've given eight tips to go from being a detested vehicle on the road to somebody who's accepted. Because sometimes just the mere sight of seeing a caravan in front of you can make some people's blood boil. It's just, it, it says to them there's a snail in front of them and that you're going to crawl slowly and you don't have a care in the world because you're on holidays and everything's lovely. But not all caravanners are the same. Most are courteous, most are unselfish, most do nothing wrong, but unfortunately, there's some out there that just make it bad for everyone, and so everyone gets tired with that same brush that says caravaners are jerks, and that's not fair, it's not true, however, there are some things that they suggest, and they've given eight things to say what we should do to make things better for everyone, and number one is to fit towing mirrors. Oh, how simple is that? Fit towing mirrors. Now, not only only is it clever, sensible to have towing mirrors, not only is it better for you, it's the law. It's the law. You've got to have towing mirrors. The law says you've got to be able to see beside your vehicle as well, beside your caravan. That's what the law says. So there's laws that say, what sort of mirrors you should have, and all you've got to do is go to the caravan show that's on next Sunday in or next weekend in Canberra, or contact Paravans. Just contact Paravans; they'll set you up with a set of mirrors. Fabulous people. So that's going to be an easy thing to fix. So tone mirrors. Number two is parking in truck bays. Oh, by golly, if you're a truckie and you, you're, you've been driving all day, and you want to pull into your truck stop, and that's what the sign says, truck stop. It doesn't say caravan stop, doesn't say motorhome stop, doesn't say camper trailer stop, doesn't say car stop. It says truck stop. And, and trucks have to stop every 12 to 14 hours because they have to have a dedicated rest span. So if they're pulling in, and there's a car or a caravan or a motorhome there, it's not fair. So all you've got to do is look at the apps, look at Camps Australia, look at WikiCamps, look at CamperMate, locate rest areas that either don't allow trucks or are designated as being suitable for trucks, cars and RVs. And that'll save you having an, an angry truck driver or even the police knocking on your door at, say, three in the morning saying you can't park here. And then you can't go to social media and say that you want to complain about the truck running their fridge next to you all night long because if it's a refrigerated truck hey that's our food and we want to have that food correctly refrigerated so please that's a simple one truck stops are for truck stops number three is speeding up and overtaking lanes does that annoy you or what it's frustrating you'll be sitting behind a caravan and they're towing along nicely okay they're going a bit slower that's fine because it's better for your economy it's better for the safety on the road and you give other people the chance to overtake. But so many then speed up when they get into the overtaking lane. And that's not fair because the cars that are backed up behind you, they want to have the opportunity to get by. So don't speed up. In fact, if you go to do something, slow down a little more and give them that chance to get by. That's, That's a lovely thing to do. Even if you're driving along and it's not an overtaking lane, If you've got a bunch of cars behind you because you've got your mirrors, because you can see, because you've got a a rear camera from Polaris GPS, if you've got a rear camera, Polaris GPS will fit one of those. You can see the vehicles behind you, backing up behind you as you're driving forward. So Polaris GPS, they'll fit a camera for you, easy as pie. Now, the important thing is if you're just driving along and you've got this string of traffic behind you, try and find somewhere safe to pull in. So that they can get by, because they're they might be heading to work, they might be on holidays too. Just don't you know keep the good name going. Driving too fast is number four. Driving too fast that's the alternate to the number three that we we're just talking about of driving too slow and then speeding up. This is the one of driving too fast. There was a a, a thing recently where some people just arrived at Barrow Creek, and they left. Uh, Edith Falls in the morning, and they sat on 130k with their caravan all the way. Now, in the Northern Territory, you can do that. In the Northern Territory, you can do that. But in most places, it's the speed limit, which is 110. However, in Australia, uh, because in Australia, you can tow generally to the posted speed limit, but in Western Australia, it's a 100k limit. 100k limit, Western Australia. New South Wales, 100k limit if your GVM exceeds 4,500 kilograms. So normally, just set to the speed limit and that's fine. Merging with traffic, oh by golly. Hey, if you're pulling out, let the traffic go by. If you're pulling out with your caravan, you're not as fast as everyone else and you don't want to cause... Again, angst, because people have to, they see this big thing pulling out in front of them and they have to put on the brakes and slow down and then they can't see around you. So courtesy, it's simply courtesy. That's all we've got to do. Blocking a view, hey, number six, blocking a view. That one, oh my golly, it's so disappointing when you arrive at a a free camp beside a beautiful lake or a river or a waterhole, whatever it be, and the caravans are parked lengthways along the shoreline. Don't park lengthways. Let everybody enjoy the view, just reverse in, everything's lovely. If everybody just reverses in, more people can enjoy the same space. Hey, you might meet best friends for life, simply by being that little bit more courteous. And that's really what motoring's all about, UHF, UHF. You see so many caravans, and they're being lovely. They've got, hey, it's Bill and Cheryl, we're on UHF 18 and 40, so you call Bill and Cheryl on 18 or 40, but they don't answer. They don't answer. They haven't turned it on. <laughs> they haven't even turned Turn it on. If you're going to have it on the back there, because so many people, they'll call you through and say, is it clear? Can we come by? And if you're not listening, oh, that's so frustrating. So just keep everyone nice and calm. If you've got 18 and 40 on the back of your caravan, have your 840 on. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, waving. Number eight is the wave. That's still It's the little Australian tradition. When you see another car on the road and you're in the bush, just give them that finger up off the steering wheel to say g'day. Give them a smile. It's a lovely thing to do. It's an Aussie thing to do. It's the Australian way to wave at a passerby when you're on the road. You just wave at a fellow driver. They're going to be courteous too. They'll probably do it back to you. But by golly, you feel good every time I do it. There's a smile on my face. So there you go. That came from rvdaily.com.au. Hey, there's so many things to do. Are you on the road now? Are you on the road? We're on the road. We're on the road. We're doing it. What about we go, I tell you, if we're going to do a little bit of on the road, why don't we do, ah, uh, let's see. 20 miles. Who did that? Ray Brown and the Whispers, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Ray Brown and the Whispers, 20 miles. Let's have that. You'll have a bit of fun. I haven't even converted that into into kilometres. I think 20 miles was a good name for it, and that's, that's the way it was. 20 miles. Ray Brown and the Whispers. You enjoy that. Hey, we'll see you soon. Gibbons, we're on the road. I hope you're getting ready to go on the road because Santa Claus is coming to town. It's not that far away, is it? Not that far away. You're within about two months or so of Santa Claus coming to town, and you've got to get ready because you're probably, maybe, going on a road trip. If you're a lucky ducky, then you're heading off somewhere. And People's Choice Credit Union have put out a little list now to say some of the things that you should do to get ready for your next trip. So the first thing is plan your journey, (laughs) plan where you're going, know how you're going to get there, how long it's going to take, and however long you think it's going to take, add some more on, because you need to have your little driver reviver breaks, don't you? You should have a break about every two hours, maybe a cup of coffee, maybe a soft drink, maybe chew some snakes, whatever you want to do, but you should have a little break. Now, that's once you've got away. But before you go away, I think you should check your car. Check it out. Make sure that everything's fine. Check the fluids, maybe get it service. Check your oil levels, make sure that everything's fine. Check your tyres, make sure the treads are good, no cuts in the walls. Have a set of jumper cables with you just in case you need them. Make sure your spare tire is fine. Make sure it's inflated. <laughs> a lot of times people have a spare tyre, they never think of it. And then when they need it, it's flat. So, hey, let's do things right. You're going away on holidays. You've got the family with you, maybe. And you want to do it right. So let's do it right. So make sure that everything's planned. Now, a good road trip starts with a clean car. So you give it a wash. Empty out all the stuff on the inside. Make sure it's sparkling. Because you're going to have a happier time if your car is clean. The other thing you've got to do is make sure you've got terrific music plan so plan your music don't wait for the last minute and you get down the road and you're a couple of hours away and then you, ah I forgot my CD pack or I forgot my tapes or whatever it is maybe your Cap Apple CarPlay or your Android system make sure you've got your music ready now one of the things now I went up to Watson's Leisure Centre recently and they're in Coffs Harbour they're a super super fine Jaco dealer They've got motorhomes and camper vans. They've got the lot. But one of the things, I was talking to the service manager there, and we are just having a yarn. And he said, one of the things that he does, now this is him, he's the service manager. He says what he does is whenever he goes away, within about two kilometres of starting the drive, he will pull in and check his vehicle again. So he goes around, has a look at his vehicle, feels the wheels. But he also makes sure, that because that he wants them to know that all the windows are shut, that the vents are shut, the hatches are shut, that the caps are on the water, that the gas bottles are... Everything's fine. He wants to make... Because one of the things he says is so many people drive away and they will have a power cord hanging off their vehicle because they've just driven away with a plug-in. So little things. Make sure you're, you're there. yeah. The other thing you should have is an emergency kit. Now, your emergency kit might be your first aid kit, uh, your water, uh, some non-perishable food, maybe some extra cash, those sorts of things. Now, the other thing that should be in your emergency kit is your car insurance details, your phone number, your member number, your policy number, all those things. Your roadside assistance number. Hopefully it's the NRMA, because the NRMA are just fabulous. If you've got a caravan, make sure that you've got premium plus because the premium plus is essential if you've got a caravan, in my opinion. So, again, have all your numbers. The NRMA is so good at the moment. They're doing things. You don't even have to give them your policy number or your membership number. You just give them your, your Rego number, and they're pretty happy with that. They can search it through, and they are just exquisite people. Have some snacks with you. Have some snacks. Maybe you've cut up some fruit. Maybe you've cut up some apple or some oranges or whatever and put them in a little bit of plastic, little container. So everything's done. you know. Whether you've got a bag of snakes, whatever it be, it's all done. Or even some sandwiches or a vanilla slice, something. You have it all there. And then you've got to have everything ready to hit the road the night before. So you don't have to hit the road the night before, but have everything done at least the night before. Now, I know when I'm going away, I start planning and packing well in advance. So I've got everything out. All of I don't have to find anything. It's all out, ready to be packed. I have a list. I keep a list so I don't have to think. Being a male, thinking's a bit of a challenge. So I have a list and I go through my checklist. And a number of times, it might just be the simple thing like your phone charger cord that you can forget. Hey, that's on my list so I can't forget it. Simple little things. Then you've got to do... You've got to do your Driver revival, Don't forget that. And then if you've got kids with you, you know, have some games planned, you know, it, whatever it be, whether it's spotter or whether it's a trivia, whatever it be, you have that all sorted out. So that's from the people, People's Choice Credit Union. Thank you to them for that. Now, speaking of thank you to them, one of the people I've got to thank, or not many of the people I've got to thank at the moment, are the sponsors. So We're now starting to get calls from people saying, hey, can we advertise on your show? Of course you can. And if if we get more sponsors, then we can stretch out the time. At the moment, it's between one and two. But if you know somebody who wants to sponsor the show, then you just get them to contact the studio and uh, talk to Jason, because Jason's just exquisite. He owns the station, and he can tell you all about how affordable it is. And importantly... We have some big news coming up about how our reach is going to expand so hugely. So if you know somebody, if they're in some sort of industry that's affiliated with you know, travel or cars or caravans or four-wheel drives or spare parts or whatever it be, uh, you just tell us and let's see if we can make something happen for them because we want this show to be the success for you because the feedback we're getting from you is is wonderful and i thank you for that thank you for the feedback that's coming through we're very very grateful we're very very excited and we love being with you each sunday between one and two so there's some music coming up i reckon you should have a song i'm gonna let jason pick something out that's an aussie 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 as and he'll do that for you right now
1: The men come to take me away Why do they follow me? It's not the future that I can see It's just my fantasy
0: Thanks to RV Daily, there's a report that's come through about caravan safety and says <laughs> why you should be alarmed. Great headline, and they talk about people who've had some catastrophes in their caravans because of fire. So let's have a quick little talk about some of the things that they mentioned in their report about smoke alarms and other alarms that you can have. So smoke alarms, as they say, an uncontrolled fire is never a good thing, but in a caravan it can be catastrophic in a frighteningly short space of time. Now, caravans are made from a variety of combustible materials, and even a small fire can develop into an all-consuming blaze with obviously life-threatening implications for the occupants. So that's why all caravans must, must be fitted with a smoke alarm. But because of the confined space, if you're cooking inside your van, sometimes the smoke alarm goes off, and some people, some people... Take the battery out. Now, if you take the battery out, then obviously your smoke detector doesn't work. If your smoke detector doesn't work, then you could have one massive problem. And it might not just be you that affects. It could be those that you're traveling with, maybe kids, maybe grandkids, maybe even the vans next door to you. So please make sure that you don't take your battery out. And when you're cooking, make sure that you have some ventilation. So maybe your roof vents are open, maybe your windows are open, at least some of them so that everything is there for you to be looked after. So a smoke detector, that's a priority. Look, they cost what do they cost? Something between fifteen and ninety dollars. You get them at most hardware stores or caravan parts suppliers. You just put them on the roof close to your bed and always just follow the manufacturer's instructions. And they're usually just powered by a little nine volt battery that you should replace. You should replace once a year. So if you put if you've got your smartphone put you, that in a diary note so that your smartphone goes off and alerts you maybe 11 months time that, to change your battery clever 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 now what else is there well there's a carbon monoxide alarm uh, i just put one of these in at home i haven't put one in the caravan yet but i have put one in at home so as dangerous as smoke can be at least with smoke you can smell it you can see it but with most fuels you can't. Carbon monoxide is it's a highly toxic gas. It's colourless, it's odourless. If it's present in the air in your caravan in concentrations of 100 parts per million, it's considered dangerous. So 100 parts per million is considered dangerous. So you can, you can be disoriented, you can lose consciousness, maybe even die. So there are CO detectors, carbon monoxide detectors, and they operate in much the same way as a smoke detector. All you do is follow the instructions and everything should be just fine. Then the fitting instructions to ensure the alarm is installed at the correct height, that's that's a valid thing. Uh, and the CO around the same density as air, so it, it doesn't pool at the bottom of your van, nor does it rise. So make sure, and it's, it's something to get, a carbon monoxide alarm. Now again, you'll get them at hardware stores or caravan parts and and accessories retailers, you'll get them for around $35 to $100, you place them on the wall about 1.2, 1.5 metres above the floor, close to the bed, and just follow the manufacturer's instructions, again, usually powered by a 9 volt battery, you use the test function at least once a year, and you should change that battery once a year, so again, just put a little memory into your smartphone and you should be fine, maybe a paper diary, maybe a calendar, but somewhere you make that happen, and you should replace the unit in about 10 years' time as well. The the one that I bought had a little sticker on there, so that little sticker, that has the date that I've got to replace it, so that's good. Now, then there's gas leak detection. Now, without question, the most dangerous gas you need to be concerned about in your caravan or your motorhome or whatever is LPG or liquefied petroleum gas. It's predominantly a mixture of propane and butane and stored under pressure. That's why it's stored in those... Very, very heavy steel bottles in a compressed state. Now, the compressed storage means that in the event of a leak, a lot of gas gets out super, super quick. And in a confined space, such as a caravan, that can be a major problem. So a gas explosion will always be catastrophic. So flammable gas alarms are commercially available. They range in function from very simple to heavy duty. Uh, but you need to uh, hardwire it into your 12-volt power source. You need to hardwire it, and to do that, you would use a caravan repairer or an auto electrician. Very, very simple to do, but best that it's done properly. Again, you'll get them from some of the special orders at hardware stores, you know, caravan parts and accessories retailers, Gas Detection Australia, DVK monitors in Western Australia. You'll pay somewhere between $42, and you can go right up to about $550. But the sensor should be placed uh, placed close to the floor of your RV. And the, the units do, they vary greatly, but you, know, you can get one for about $42 and that's far better than not having one at all. And the thing you must have, and again it's law, is you've got to have a fire extinguisher. Now, importantly, having a fire extinguisher and a fire blanket fitted near the kitchen is something that you really should treat as an essential. So check your gas bottle fittings that they're secure. Pour a small amount of soapy water on them. If bubbles form, check the connections. Consider fitting a gas fuse to your gas bottles if you wish to do that. That's a, a good idea. And when leaving your Caribbean under tenant, turn your gas bottle taps to the closed position. So there you go. Thanks to RV Daily for all of that. And because of that, because of that we might have uh, a little bit of music for you. What do you reckon? What do you reckon, a little bit of music? What about the real thing, Russell Morris, the real thing? Because that's what you've got to be aware of. Gas, fire, uh, they are a real thing. You've got to be aware of that. So Russell Morris, the real thing, here he goes.
2: Minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start.
0: Alrighty, it's Scott again. You're on the road now. One of the things we've got to be aware of is product recalls. There's a product recall that I noticed in Unsealed 4x4 and it's about the big red jack. Now, very importantly, we love our jacks and we know if we buy a new jack that we should be able to trust it. Unfortunately, this one has a couple of glitches to it and I'll go through those for you. But if you've bought a big red jack between the 1st of May 2018 and the 26th of June if these were produced and sold, 26th of June 2019, then the recall covers a variety of jacks from bottle through to the scissor jack with the recall stating the products have a non-compliant overload protection which may lead to a vehicle collapsing on a consumer, causing severe injury or even death. We do not want that for you. We need our listeners. We love our listeners. So we've got to protect you. So the jacks under recall include the Torren Big Red 2-Ton Scissor Jack, the 2-ton hydraulic bottle, the 4-ton hydraulic bottle jack, the 4-ton double RAM bottle jack, the 6-ton hydraulic RAM bottle jack, and the 8-ton double RAM bottle jack. Now, they were available online. You might have bought them through eBay or whichever way you bought it, but immediately stop using it. Stop using it. And give them a contact on sales. I'll give you the email. Sales at T E. Dot com dot AU sales at big red jacks, t-e, dot com dot AU you'll get a full refund it's a timely reminder also that whenever you're using a jack and we love our jacks but whenever you're using a jack you can't trust them fully you've got to use axle stands now you can buy axle stands if you haven't got any any of the motoring shops any of the motoring shops will have Axle stands for you, they're not expensive, they could save your life, so that makes them very, very cheap indeed. Now, with Santa Claus coming up, we've got things to be aware of, and that's about your pre-travel. So we all know that we go out and we check the exterior of our caravan, we have a little look, we make sure it's lovely and clean and shiny and all those things, but you need to have a checklist to make sure that before you take off, some of the things that we just take for granted are indeed looked after simple things simple 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 things like the coupling is secured to your tow vehicle your change your safety chains are in good condition now are they in good condition do they need a little squirt of oil uh, very important little things your breakaway cables if you've got a breakaway cable does it fit easily onto your designated anchor point does your handbrake engage and does it release cleanly and then remain released before you set off. You've you've got to make sure those little things happen. A little squirt of WD-40 or your favourite lubricant can make a lot of difference. Your tow bar wiring insulation, that's got to be in good shape, And and your plugs, your sockets, free from dirt. Now, I see a lot of folks, and when they unplug, they're so excited about unplugging, they just drop the plugs down into the dirt. You don't want that. You don't want that. Just hang them back over the frame of your caravan, and then they're away from the dirt, and they're protected from rain. Rain will fall down away from them. So your power supply plugs, they've got to be clean. Your lights work. Do your brake lights work? Your indicators, your reverse lights, your parking lights, side lights, your number plate light. You'll need somebody else, of course, to check those. Use their eyes. You're sitting in the car and hitting the brake pedal for them so they can make sure that everything works. That This is normal stuff that we should do, and sometimes we get out of practice the, the excitement of the trip But that excitement of the trip can really fall into uh, sadness if things aren't correct. So make sure your indicators are working. If you've got an Alco electronic stability control system, then check that your little light is green before you set off. That means it's done a self-test and it's been completed without error. Your tyres have got to be in good condition and pumped up to the correct pressure. Your wheel nuts tightened. I was mentioning about the fellow from uh, Watson's Leisure Centre up in Coffs Harbour. He's the service manager there and... After about 2K, he pulls in and just double checks everything. Double checks the nuts, double checks his hatches to make sure they're shut, double checks to make sure all the windows are shut. Even though he knows he's practiced himself into being trained, pull in after 2K and just double check everything again. Why does he do that? Because he's seen people who haven't done it and he's the one that's got to fix their problem. So there you go. Uh, Check your brakes to make sure that they're engaging and releasing you know, just drive around the block first time before you go off on the big trip. Your spare tires there, it's pumped up. Your caravan stabilizers are raised. That's an important one. I've seen some dramas with that where people have just driven off and not taken the stabilizers up. So make sure that's done. I will use a, a 12 volt Rattler so you can fix that up nice and easy. Uh, the water tank, make sure they're full because we're in drought conditions, aren't we? So we want the water tanks full. Your gas bottles are full, turned off, secured. Any other tools and accessories and awnings and aerials are secured, so you've got to have that done. TV aerials, make sure you wind them down. Uh, You you can go where you think you're safe and then all of a sudden you've ripped your aerial off because the tree that you thought you were going to clear is not going to clear your TV aerial, so do that. And of course, your 240 volt mains is disconnected. (laughs) Now on the inside, make sure that your fire extinguisher is present. It's in good condition, it's not expired. Your fridge door is secured. Oh, how important is that? Your fridge door is secured. Your fridge has got adequate ventilation. Your cupboards and your drawers and your doors are all closed and and locked, so that's good. Your payload, that you don't exceed the maximum. Your food and drinks and odds and ends are all packed away. Again, make sure that your windows are shut, because if you leave them open just that little bit, you can just suck in a lot of dust. A lot of dust. If you hit rain, you're going to suck in the rain. Not good. Check that your electricals are are all turned off, like that's your gas and your electrics. And of course, you've turned your fridge on to 12 volt, unless it does it automatically. Your interior lights are working. You've got spare light bulbs, spare tubes, whatever you need there. Your water pumps and your drains are clear and freely flowing. Your toilet's operating. You've got enough chemicals for your toilet. Your cassette is empty. And then you've got to make sure you've got the right sort of tools. You've got your jack. You've got your wheel brace, your wheel chocks, your tyre blocks, your jack plate, that sort of thing. And make sure that you've got your first aid kit. And, and here's something. A lot of people I know, they had their first aid kit and they've had it for years. And it's in perfect condition. They've never had to use it, which means they've never opened it, which means that some of the things in there have expired. I've seen people pull out band-aids that have just... Dried, they've got no glue left on them to no adhesive, so there's just nothing. So, if you're going on a trip, take your first aid kit, pull it apart, and see what has expired. There's nothing worse than you need the first aid kit. And when you need a first aid kit, you need it. So, and you pull it out, and things are just expired or dried, or the bandage that you used last time you haven't replaced. The scissors that somebody used to cut something open, they didn't put it back into your first aid kit. Those sorts of things, you've got to be very, very, very aware. So there you go. There's some hints for you for your next big trip. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. You're on the road, and we want you to be on the road because Santa Claus is coming to town. And if Santa Claus is coming to town, you're going to go away on holidays and holidays and the things that we all love. You want to escape. You want to be there. So why don't we have a little bit of music, and that music will be... On the Wings of an Eagle with Russell Morris. Russell Morris, we just love Russell Morris. I went to one of his concerts, oh, it must be two years ago, maybe three years ago. The fella sings as good live today as his recordings. He is one outstanding act. There's no waffle, no lights, no smoke machine, just talent. If you get the chance to go and see Russell Morris, you do that. You will love it. On the Wings of an Eagle. Because if you're gonna go away, that's what you're doing, aren't you? You just you're on you're like a wings of an eagle, you're just flying around and looking at everything that you can see. So here we go, Russell Morris, you enjoyed that. We'll be back with you in just a little while. Hope you're enjoying the show. We love being with you on Sundays. It's Scott Gibbons, you're on the road.
2: I'm looking out on an overcast sky in the morning, I can hear the warning as it calls to you, as the birds migrate and the wind is raised I'll see the evil soaring, although I'm just a born in nature's game like you, Why?
0: Russell Morris, he is so good. Now, one of the things we need to have, uh, and everybody's got one somewhere, and but most people have it in different parts of the car, all spread over the place, is your little emergency kit. Now, I don't mean by that just your first aid kit. I mean the things that you need if something goes wrong. So, what sort of things do you need? Well, you might raincoats are a funny thing, but yeah, those ponchos that you can get in the two dollar shop. You might want to have your poncho, your, your high-vis vest, because if, if you need to get out on a, a highway or whatever and you're changing a tyre or checking the vehicle, a high-vis vest is just a, a vital bit of equipment. I've got mine. I reckon you should have yours because there has been so many articles on the news where people have been out doing something like that and they've been mowed down because yeah, because most clothes are, are, are fairly bleak colours, aren't they? But if you've got a high-vis vest, major thing. Your multi-tool. You should have a multi-tool that's all combined in one section. You know, So you've got your ponchos, your high-vis vest, your multi-tool, uh, cable ties, your rescue tape, uh, even some nibble. So where did I get this from? I got this. Uh, Mark Kendrick did an article oh, some time ago in uh, Unsealed 4x4, and I, I thought it, that's a really interesting thing because... You know, obviously, if you want your cable ties, you tend to go and and you've got them somewhere. And that's the thing, when you need something urgently, it's somewhere, where did you put it? Now, if you've got one container that's got all of these things together, and maybe you just slide it under the seat, uh, maybe you put some, again, high-vis tape around it so it becomes something that you can see, even though it's hidden, but you know that it's there and you can see it easily, that's what you want so maybe you you know muesli bar chocolate bar something like that maybe a, a one of those breakfast milks in there some metho for lighting fires or clearing gunk from your windscreen uh, some matches a little torch with a long life battery in there some people have a uh, little flashing light so that again if they if they're changing a tyre then they've got the flashing light to alert oncoming cars that's good uh, a spare pack of toilet paper, so you've got that in a Ziploc bag, so that's looked after for you. A reusable shopping bag, you've got to have one of those, I would reckon. A space blanket, now they take up nearly no room, but by golly, if you have someone who's in shock, then you need that. I'd also put in a um, one of those plastic tarps, because if you've got to climb under something and it's dirty, dusty, uh, red dust, it's moist, it's wet, it's damp, then you're not getting everything uh, dirty so that when you slide under a vehicle you're then going to climb into your upholstery and you don't want that done so i keep a tarp in my little kit as well uh, you've got hand sanitizer in there you've got wet wipes you've got sometimes sometimes you might want to have some metal epoxy i know once i needed that and i had it with me because i I got a leak in the radiator so that was that was sorted uh, a good shifting spanner is excellent. Maybe some spare cutlery, like a, a spare knife, a fork, a spoon, that sort of thing. But apart from your multi-tool, that's good. Now, you pack everything so it's not all rattling around. Pack it up in some you know, styrofoam or some uh, bubble wrap, whatever, so it's not all rattling around. But you've got to have a kit. Now, there may be other things that you say oh, no, I've got this in my kit, or I've got that and, and, and my mate's got one. of. So let us know. You're welcome to let us know. You know. Put it on Facebook. Say, listen, I reckon we should have this in that little kit because it's important, isn't it? It's important that you can go to one spot in your vehicle and you know that's where it is. Now, you might even have you might even have your first aid kit in that kit as well. I think that's something you should be aware of and we should all have so that we can sort this out nice and quickly about where we have that emergency pack if you need it. that might not just be for major emergencies, but, you know, when you want to find that one spanner, your cable ties, your poncho if it's raining, you you don't have it all scattered around different portions of your vehicle. So, yeah, there you go, and we'll be back in just a little minute. So we know, again, Santa Claus is coming up, you're likely to be hitting the beaches, you're likely to be hitting the sand, and if that's the case, then you want to be looking at bog out, because bog out is, it just turns your wheels into winches, and it works forward or reverse, and it's suited to sand or mud or snow, it's designed, tested, and made in Australia, in fact, in tropical North Queensland, so it's a new and unique system, and it's outstanding. It's very compact, very, compact, very very light. So it's like having a winch in a bag. You just keep in the back of your vehicle. If you need it, you use it. If you don't need it, it just stays there. You're not having to put on a big bull bar. You're not having to put on extra weight with a winch. This is just like a winch in a bag. It just turns your wheels into winches. So very, very clever. So it's made in Australia, designed and tested in Australia for over 10 years. So it's brilliant. So Bogout can be used on most vehicles, whether it's a, a normal car or a four-wheel drive or even a tractor. And and th- they'll even make special things for you. So if you've got an ATV or heavy machinery or military or even motorbikes, then you've got to talk to Bogout. And you can see it in action. You can go to their website, which is bogout, B-O-G-O-U-T dot com. B-O-G-O-U-T dot com. They are fabulous people. You have a look at their website Have a look at the way it works. It is as simple as and incredibly good value. Like I'm talking really, you know, like this is something that you'd buy as a Christmas gift. If you know somebody who's into four-wheel driving or caravanning or likes to get off-road and they don't have a bog out, then this is the gift for them. Have a look, have a look at the pricing because I'm telling you, they're really good value. But the important part is even if they've got a winch, Even if they already have a winch, then a Bogout is something super-duper to have with you anyway. It takes up nearly no space. But the beautiful thing is that it works forwards or backwards. So to find out more, you just go to bogout.com. Bogout.com. Now, one of the other things we've got to talk about is Toyota, because Toyota at the moment are going through a little bit of an issue with the DPF, which is the diesel particulate filter. So what's happening is that they it's not a recall, but what they're doing is they're contacting owners of the vehicles and they're saying uh, bring your vehicle in and we will check it to see if your diesel particular filter needs replacing or what they can do to help you. So it's not a recall, uh, but if you haven't been contacted by Toyota and you've got uh, a Hilux, then give them a call on 1800 869-682, that's one eight hundred eight six nine six eight two. 869 682 Now, there is a class action being proposed or going on. Uh, Toyota aren't commenting on that at all because what they want to do is address the issue through their customer service exercise, which they call a CSE, and and that involves proactively contacting all the owners of potentially affected vehicles and giving them the opportunity to present their vehicle at their convenience and have the customer service exercise performed free of charge. So that means that all customers with potentially affected vehicles would have been contacted maybe by letter or requested to make contact with their closest or their preferred Toyota dealer. And the Toyota dealers will reprogram the engine control module. They'll ensure the DPF, the diesel particular filter, has been regenerated and they'll conduct a smoke test. Now, if the results of the smoke test indicate replacement of the DPF is preferred, then the filter will be replaced Free of charge, and all inspection work and replacement, if required, will be completed free of charge for the customer. So, again, you just give them a call on 1800 869 682. 1800 869 682, and I reckon we should have a little bit of music. Now, what do you reckon? What about Bye Bye Baby by Coldjoy? Bye Bye Baby by Coldjoy. Coldjoy, my golly, what a hero of Australian music. He's just one of the icons. You probably, if you're old enough, you'd remember him from Bandstand. Uh, cold joy and the joy boys, fabulous, fabulous. So you enjoy, bye-bye baby. And that might be the end of today's show, so it might be bye-bye from all of us. So if that's the case, make sure you look after our sponsors, make sure you look after you, look after your vehicle, look after your van, your motorhome, your tent, your camper trailer, whatever it be. Hey, we love being with you every Sunday and we've got some big news coming up. The show is about to expand and I think we're we're pretty happy with all of that. We The feedback we're getting from you is that you're really happy with the show, you like what we're bringing you, And we're grateful for that. So look after our sponsors. I'm Scott Gibbons. You're on the road. We're on the road. We're on the road together. In the meantime, bye bye, baby. Bye 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 bye
3: bye bye baby goodbye. I gotta get a goon. Bye 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 baby goodbye. See you in the morning. Good day, just a little kiss and I'll be on my way Bye, 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 baby, goodbye I get so lonely when we're apart I love you only Don't you break my heart Bye, 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 baby, goodbye I gotta get a call, bye, 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 baby, goodbye See you in the morning at a break of day Just a little kiss and I'll be on my way Bye, 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 baby, goodbye lonely When we're apart I love you only Don't you break my heart Bye 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 bye, bye baby goodbye I gotta get a go, bye 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 baby goodbye I'll see you Morning at the break of day Just a little fishing, And I'll be on my way My wife
0: Thanks so much for listening in to On The Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between 1 and 2 and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between 1 and 2. 89.9 Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West, between 1 and 2 every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road.